Sugar helps the medicine go down. The medicine go down. Medicine go down. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way. Okay, I really just need you guys to be nice to me. I had another shitty technical difficulty episode, and this show will end rather abruptly. I'm going to try to edit it as smoothly as I possibly can, which won't be very good. Just, you know, get on that podcast app and leave me a nice little review so I don't just hang myself. Okay? All right. Free show. Did I mention it's free? Yeah. Okie doke then. All right. Okay. Enjoy! Okay. Oh, Rainbow, I didn't get to your questions. I'm so sorry. Podbean just really sucked today. Really, really sucked. So I'm sorry. And I'll get to your questions next time. Okay, thank you so much. Thoughts and prayers, guys. Okay, then. Okay, bye-bye now. Oh, and uh, I just realized that it wasn't recording when I told Sugar I'm sorry, but I was baking bread, and it's going to make a lot of noise. When this starts, she's going to be kind of giving me shit for being a stupid hypocrite. Okay. All right, here you go. Now, thoughts and prayers. Okay, starting right now, I'm going to be both praying and or thinking about you. Or, you know, contributing nothing. Whatever. Whatever. Okay, bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. And I get in shit. No, 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 no. It's you fucking opening and slamming your door and, like, talking in an echoey hallway and then opening and slamming another door and then then hearing the flick of your lighter and then hearing you inhale it and then the wind and then the ambulances and then the fire trucks and then the traffic. That's all. Well, that's all I'm, I'm in my apartment. So if you mm-hmm. actually hear any traffic or ambulances, that's not my problem. I can't do anything about that. 110%. 110%. Cause it's, you know, it's a, it's a great place to live when you're on a major route. Yeah. And that's okay. And you knew what you were getting in for. You know, (laughs) I honestly didn't. The first time I came into the apartment when I was looking at them, I was like, oh, it's, I I can barely hear anything. It's May, the windows are closed. Not Mm. really thinking much of anything. And no, it was before May when I saw it. So it was coldish springtime, winter. I'm a dumbass, whatever. I still like my place. Yeah, as long as you like it and you're happy, what else What else do you need, you know? <laughs> well, and that's, you know what? So I was dog-sitting for a friend um, at her house this weekend and just going back and forth between my place for the cat and her place. And I'm in her lovely home, um, access to everything, access to a hot tub. Basically, I spent our time together. Oh, oh, what's that, Sandra? Oh, are you opening up? Oh. Oh, that's my fridge. That's my fridge, sugar. I just have to another loaf of bread in the freezer. But you know what? I'm not going to bake this one while we're on the phone. Because Oh, I think, would you, be, I think you should. Oh, there's my fridge. <laughs> I really didn't end this well. I really didn't at all. I shouldn't have started this loaf at all. But now here we are. And the buzzer's going to go off in three and a half minutes. So you can yell Honestly, I really like the, I really like ambient sound. So like in, in a podcast, for example, I really like it when there's ambient sound to things. I don't. I find it's like really distracting and annoying. 
I just, I don't, I personally don't like it. I feel like everyone should record in a closet full of clothes and sweat it out <laughs> so that it sounds good. And I'm right now in my kitchen, which is probably sounds very echoey, but it doesn't matter. It like, does it really matter? I really? mean, you're the only one listening to us, so whatever. Yeah, like, why can't you even listen? I do some fucking magic with the, you have no idea. You really don't uh, know. I, I'm sure that you edit out most of my shit. No, I edit out. <laughs> I don't understand things when they're happening. Like we're having a conversation now and you'll make, let's say you'll make a point about something and it goes completely over my head. Like I've created own response to something you didn't even say. And I, a lot, a lot. <laughs> I have to cut it out. Cause I'm like, dude, weren't you fucking listening? And then be like 45 minutes after we've done this. And at that point, you're not constantly, like not constantly, you're not currently talking to me. I can somehow understand what you're saying. But when we're in the middle of it, it's like I just hear what I want to hear, even though it's not what you said. It's very annoying. I have to edit all that out. It's you know really... you know what that is, Sandra? What? ADHD. ADHD. Yeah. You know, I've thought about that and I do, I've looked it up and I do have some... You do. Some tendencies. Yeah. I, I do get hyper-focused on things and I get oh. obsessive about things. Oh. But I will say the one thing I don't is I don't start 400 hobbies and then buy all the things for all the hobbies and then never use them. Like I, my shit takes a lot of space, but I use everything. Oh, you know what? Like that's like you, you do hyper-focus for uh, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a hundred percent. But not um, on cleaning. Not on, you can talk to Sarah about that. She does. I don't focus there. Do you focus oh, on cleaning? I love cleaning. Um, I actually find it very, like, uh, it's going to sound really crazy, but I actually find it to be, like, meditative, cathartic, cleansing in, you know, more of a brain kind of way as well. I find, yeah, I, I find, I, I really enjoy cleaning. And it's ridiculous. No, it's it's really a great quality. I think everyone would love that. I just... I don't know. It's not, it's not something that it's, I find it satisfying. Like I cleaned my fridge so well that I'm afraid of it. I don't want to go near it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to open it. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a mode now because the kids are off. They're going to start their trek back. They're going to Drumheller to see the dinosaur <gasps> museum or whatever. Nice. And then they're going to drive back and they'll stop somewhere and then they'll finish the ride tomorrow. I'm just like, okay, I've cleaned. I just have to clean some bathrooms and I'm like, hey, just don't, don't fucking touch anything. Don't cook anything. Don't dirty anything. Just I'm like sitting as still as I possibly can. Even my toaster right now is, is, is gorgeous. It's so clean. It's funny because I basically erased all like at this house, this friend's house I was at, I erased all any, any marking that I could have been there. The only thing is like what's in the garbage. That's it. Oh, it's gorgeous. See, I love these sounds. Oh, this is a nice loaf of bread. Oh. See, I really... I can't hear you. You just got... Hold, hold on. Right. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to keep on talking, though. I really enjoy these sounds. <laughs> ah. Ah. Oh. oh, cast iron, you know? Am I right? Oh, hey, you know what? My ADHD that you diagnosed me with, I forgot where you were going with that. Where were you going to... What were you going to say before I interrupted you? I can't remember. It was, it was, I was telling you how I create an answer that you didn't give to a question no one asked <laughs> and you, it's your ADHD showing or whatever. Do right. you remember? 
no, I can't. Okay. I just, I, uh, I think, I think, I think it just went from ADHD and then we just bounced around to like bread and ambient sounds and cleaning, which, yeah, uh, the ambient sounds. So I listen to a lot of CBC and CBC has like a lot of shows, not necessarily podcasts, but they're made into podcasts, but I listen to it on the radio and sometimes they'll be like, okay, uh, you know, in the story, we went to a coffee shop and then it has like the background noises of a coffee shop, like a, a slight murmur of people having conversations, but more the sounds of like coffee cups and this and that. And I really actually think it adds and I really enjoy it. And I'm not sure. <sighs> yeah. So when you're taking out the bread there, I'm like, oh, this is what I love. Okay. I guess we're just two completely different people and we should just stop this right now. Are you... <laughs> Are you advocating this because you, is it difficult for you to have these conversations and not stop for a cigarette every like nine to 12 minutes? Yes. Okay. It's a struggle. See, good. You know what? We'll do these quickly and we'll do them punchy. Oh God. If it's going to hurt you. No, you know? it's oh, hurt me. For, yeah. Let, let's, let, well, let's just try to figure out what's going to hurt me more. My cancer sticks or a little bit of like discomfort that I can't go outside for a smoke, whatever. I mean, if I'm that horrible, then just shoot me or just shoot me anyway. Again, who is your beneficiary? Uh, Not you. Okay. Then you know what? I can't get involved. I don't have time. (laughs) I don't care enough to advocate for you as far as smoking goes. Smoking is hard. Quitting is hard. I have a couple of questions for you. Okay. Okay. I want, I have my own personal question is I want to know What's glazed your donut lately? Like it, it, whether it's something you've consumed like penises or a pop culture, TV show, music, podcast. What is it that's like uh, getting you hot and bothered? <laughs> um, okay, definitely no penis, um, which is unfortunate, but whatever. What has – oh, just – you know what? My garden. My garden. Oh. Uh, uh. Like, uh, just, you know, being able to harvest stuff. I've given away a lot of lettuce that people have enjoyed. Like, uh, I think it's called a mescaline mix. Mescaline? It has, like, all, like, the different (laughs) – I didn't say a Mexican mix, although I'm sure that there is a Mexican mix out there. I'm sorry. Okay, edit that out. Um, No, no. I can't be the only racist idiot on this show. You have to join me. Uh, It has, like, um, arugula in it and, like, some, like, really, like, nice – I think there's some mustard greens in there. So it's a it's a mix. You throw it in the ground, it grows. I harvest it. So everything's growing nicely. Harvested some beans. So yeah, that's that's what glazes my donut in the summer. Well, that's lovely. And you share. And you know, that's very thoughtful of you. You gave me more carrots than I thought I would ever ever use, but ha- somehow use them all. And I don't know how you did that. That was like, that was like 50 pounds. I don't even know how you did that. That's not going to, and that wasn't what I gave you wasn't all of it. Like I've been estimating that last year was between, I say between 50 and 80 pounds. And I think that was conservative. Like yeah. I had a trunk full at one point, like handing out to people at work, neighbors, whoever would take them because there was so friggin' much. So much. I feel like your heterosexuality like really contributed to you growing phallic things. Are you growing anything else that's phallic this year? Ah, cucumbers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, cucumbers. Uh, let's see. Well, 
Yeah, no, melons can't be phallic. No, no. no. Um, well, I mean, if they are, it's, you know, really, that's very unfortunate. Yeah, no, that's, that's it. How about you? What, what have, what has been glazing your donut, Sandra? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I'm so very glad. Uh, you know what? I, I just started watching this show called Paper Girls. It's really not, it's not for me. Like it's not for old women, but I just, I love it so much. I, it just started watching it two days ago while I was cleaning and it's kind of in the background. And it's like these girls, it's kind of like a Stranger Things Umbrella Academy except with teenage girls that are paper girls, it, it, like, you know, delivering newspapers. Does anyone oh. newspapers? Yeah, but they, anyway, they, there's hijinks. And then there's, like, this gay character, and it's just I, just, I just love it. I just feel like I'm watching it, and I'm like, fuck, you know, like, 14-year-old me, 16-year-old me would have loved this show. And I just, I feel so great that media's finally caught up, and young gay kids that are watching shit now actually see themselves represented in a positive way, like this girl, like she's struggling because she's a kid from 1988 and she sees her future self as like a big homo and she's kind of shocked and taken aback. So there is a bit of her kind of coming to grips with this realization, but then the look on her face when she realizes that she can be an adult and be happy and find a partner that she loves and is attracted to and doesn't have to lie and hide and like be shitty. Well, maybe she did lie a little bit. I don't think her mom knew in the show. But she had a future, and she was, like, not going to kill herself. And no one said to her, oh, what are you going to do when she leaves you for a guy? And just, like, you know, what I always wanted. It was just really great to see. So that's what's pleasing my donut. I love that. And we discussed about how important representation is, whether it be in the gay community or whether it be for different colors and races. It's so important. And as, like, a straight white female, I see that. But then you hear the the straight white males, no offense to any straight white males. None. Zero. Not all of them. <laughs> but, you know, the ones that say, oh, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. I just don't want it thrown in my face. Like, when are we going to get a straight day? Oh. Every day is fucking straight day. Do you know how many times I have replied to complete strangers on Twitter saying that? Every fucking day is straight day. Every month is white month. You know, like this is why we have things like Black History Month and Pride. Now it's a month, isn't it? Yeah, we get, week, month? we get June. We get June. God, I mean, you get all of June. Oh my God. Like, why do you get a whole month to yourself? Like, seriously, fuck off. Like, how, how can a person who is even semi-intelligent not figure that out? I just, I think those people have never truly, truly experienced shame. I think shame is one of the worst feelings. Uh, I think I've felt it the majority of my life and it's still, and you know, I have kids. I try, and they come from an unusual family and I struggle with that. Like a few, no, you know what? It was last summer. So we have these lovely Indian neighbors. I mean, yeah, I built a privacy wall between us and them. Not because I, I just want privacy. Like I'm a private person. I like to have a little wall. And one time I was making barbecued pork ribs and they're vegetarians. And I, I went inside for a second and just these huge like wafts of black burnt pork smoke like, went right into their faces. Like I'm not joking. It was almost cartoonish that it happened that way. Anyway, but I don't mean it because I'm racist. Anyway, yada, yada. Our kids are similar ages. 
they came over and their kid is like, he's like a chess genius, but he's fucking weird. Like he's just like, I mean, all kids are weird, but he's exceptionally weird. I feel anyway, they came over and I can't remember what happened. Like Sarah forgot something. So she came back to drop it off. And then Malcolm said something like, okay, bye mommy. And then he's like, is that your mom or is that your mom pointing at me? He's like, is that like your babysitter? And that's your mom. And I just, and his parents were in the garage and we were all talking and I froze. I absolutely froze. And I'm just like, and he's just looking at me for an answer. And I just, it's like, I was like, all these things went through my head, all of this shame. And I'm like, I don't want to embarrass my kids. These people are like, you know, Indian. I don't know if they're homophobic. I don't know if they want me to have that conversation with their kid because it's kind of like sexual in nature. Like maybe they don't want me to expose their kids to what homosexual means because maybe they aren't that stage, aren't in that stage of parenting. Like so many things went through my mind and oh. I just, I just froze and I'm like, it's kind of complicated. And then I looked <laughs> at Malcolm because that's the most thing, like the most, like I gave a response, but I just didn't know. And there was all these feelings and I just, I looked at Malcolm and he just looked at me like, the fuck? And I was just like, I thought to myself, that is the last fucking time I am going to do this. I'm not going to lie anymore. People can like me or not like me. Like they should hate me based on the person I am on the inside, not because I'm gay. You know what? Like that's the thing is that, okay. And what I always tell everybody specifically like my sister, because we have a lot of conversations this way is you cannot control how other people feel and their reactions and their, or, or their inattentive inattention. And, and you can't control what anybody else does. What you can control is you, your reaction. And that's it you can't control what other people are going to do in, in one hand, like I can't imagine, I can't imagine like how you've had to deal with that. And, and, you know, not like having to think about not only your child, but the other child, but you know what, that's, that is not your problem. Yeah. I just, it, it hurt me more that time. I think because I, I don't want my kids to feel ashamed and it, right. I, I could almost fucking cry right now. I don't know what my, what my problem is. I think I'm just overtired, but I just, I worry, you know, cause those teenage years are coming and that's when your teenage brain notices these differences. And I just, I want, I don't want them to be ostracized or bullied because their parents are gay because you know how stupid kids are. They're going to think that they're gay because their parents are gay because they somehow are stupid enough. And adults feel this way too, that gay being gay is genetic, except we're all born of heterosexual parents. Like most of us are born from heterosexual <laughs> parents, you fucking morons. But I just don't want them to get bullied. And I had a long talk with him after that. Those, the, the weird kid left and did his weird kid stuff somewhere the fuck else. And I had to sit him down and I had to say to him, like, I'm sorry, you know, there's nothing wrong with our family. There's nothing to be ashamed of. But when I was growing up, this isn't something you talked about. It's something you hid way down deep inside and you, you pretended that it wasn't true. But there's nothing wrong with your mom and I, and there's nothing wrong with us, and there's nothing wrong with your parents. It's just who we are. And I hate that I put him in the position to question, like, what was going on in his little brain, you know? Like, why and, are you lying? And, like, how did how, – how does, how does he feel about it? Like, because, you know, now he is in the stage where, you know, friends are coming over and – like really odd little boys and stuff like that. Oh, do you want to talk about Millhouse? <gasps> Malcolm's friend Millhouse? 
okay. Okay, set the scene. Set the scene. What were we doing? No, no, I don't. I can't even remember what it was in particular, but I know I was at your island, and you were doing something with him. I can't even remember what it was, Sandra. But all of a sudden, he did this like odd little dance towards you, and I just could not like I was I wasn't laughing out loud but the tears are coming out and I had to hold it in but I don't think I've laughed that hard in so long because it was just like and he's doing this little dance around you and it was just like you're like oh my god like what the fuck is this guy doing (laughs) kind of face and it was just so bizarre this kid like, I, I wonder what my kids are like when they go to someone else's house. Because, like, this kid, I don't know. It's like Malcolm's just like a fucking spaz magnet. Like, he's a spaz, too. Like, when they get together, Milhouse and, and Malcolm, they kind of just act like these nerds, you know? They're just nerds. And he's just odd. Like, didn't he say something about uh, a dead body, what a dead body would taste like or something? What did he say? I was I outside the whole time. I can't even remember. Like, it, it, it's, it was just... Everything was kind of surreal about like that that kind of day, and then there was um, the little girl too who wanted warm milk. Yeah, she's six years old. Okay, this kid is a fucking genius. She okay. So the Indian people that lived right next door to us, the people I pork smoked, uh, they they're directly like they're okay. So my house directly to the right of me is the Indian family mm-hmm. with the with the skinny Indian mill house. And then the next door to that is their brother. So like siblings living side by side. Get out. Yeah. So that little girl um, is re- re- related to my immediate neighbors. They all, they live side by side. Stel Bell uh, and that little girl are the same age, but that little girl is like a fucking genius. And I know Indian people take their schooling very seriously, their children very seriously, really make sure that they do well. Like most of the kids that win the fucking spelling bees, Indian kids. Yes. Right? Yes. They're just, and like, I'm not saying that to be racist, but Sarah's parents, it's kind of complicated, but they have been to India multiple, multiple times to be consultants for English speaking schools that are in India. So it's not racist. It's just like fact, like you can take it right. how you want, but they take it schooling very seriously. Uh, so this little girl could read at, I think four, which is fucking crazy. Most kids learn to read, I'm going to say, between seven and eight. I don't, at four years old, some kids are still fucking, like, struggling with potty training. Like, this kid is super smart. But she got wet here at the water table. And I'm like, oh, do you want to, like, run home and, like, just get changed? And she's like, she's like, get changed by myself? And I said, yeah. And she said, does Stella get dressed by herself? And I said, yeah. And she's like, oh, my mom will bring clothes over. And then I could just see the panic in her little face. I'm like, she can't fucking get herself dressed. This girl could do fucking long division, but she can't put her fucking pants on? Like, come well, on. I mean, like, that's that's really interesting because it's it's the whole focus, right? The whole focus is more on her intellect and her education as opposed to independence. And that's the thing is, I think, again, I think it's a cultural thing your focus is probably more on their independence. Ah, uh, yeah. Because I really, want really them want them to be independent <laughs> so badly. And that's the thing, right? And, and okay, look at the two families. You have two families who are living side by side. A lot of non-white people, especially, I don't know if it's, no, not especially in our city, but non-white people who have immigrated here, there are like multi-generational um, homes. Yeah, it, it's cultural. Yeah, yeah. 
And yet I'd be like, fuck that shit, man. I am not living with my mother and my, oh my God, I would die. I would abs, can you, oh my God. I'm just yeah. thinking about it right now and it's putting me into complete fucking panic. Yeah, but th- those cultures are disgusted by the way we treat our old people. We're like, oh, you're too old to uh, yada yada? Guess what? Here you go. Off go you are then. Home. Go get beaten up by someone with dementia. Enjoy. You know, right. they're disgusted by that and they think it's gross. And you know what? I kind of think it's a little bit gross too. Although I have threatened my mom with the home multiple, multiple <laughs> times. Mo- like as soon as she starts to piss me off, I'm like, you know what? Shady Pines. And remember when there were those huge COVID outbreaks at the Rivera? Yes. Um, I was constantly texting my sister the Rivera. <laughs> oh my God, that is so funny. <laughs> but there's a thing you can do on an iPhone where it goes, woo and it kind of like fades it's like a ghost thing so I would send her that whenever she would whenever my mom would piss one of us off oh that so, is hell okay that's for garbage for garbage anyway you know what? oh like that's the thing though is that you okay we we say as like a threat but like quite honestly when it comes to the time if I can't live independently I don't give a shit you're gonna check yourself in you mean well I guess so because nobody else is gonna do it but like I really I okay I sh- I I say that now and I know that's easy to say, but like, and, and I don't know at the time, like, am I going to have like, you know, pets, you know, is there going to be a significant other? Highly unlikely there, but it could yeah, happen. It's, it could it's happen. very, in, like, it's very interesting because I don't, I mean, I'm still trying to like look for people who are going to wipe my ass if it comes down to it. I think yeah. that will be a fruitless mission. So you better find someone younger than you with a big dick, like uh, old chicks that like still take care of them. Someone with a fetish of some kind, like a nursing home oh, fetish. You know. Well, you know, I could follow in my mother's footsteps. Oh, wow. Yep. But a bum. <laughs> oh, God. No. Mm. No. Anyway. I, I think when we get to that stage, uh, I do not want my children to be my caretakers after having to deal with my mom for so long. Right. And I feel maybe it's just, I think my mom and I have a very complicated relationship. And yesterday I just, I just, I, I don't know what my problem is. I think maybe my kids have been too, way too long or maybe I've just been working a lot, which seems ridiculous because they're gone. But uh, I just have this thing in my brain that's like, prove your worth. I just feel like I have to justify all, mm. all my time yeah. by myself and like prove that I'm valuable. Like, I don't know why I, my brain does that. It just, uh, must That's be interesting. But anyway, yesterday I made like so many lasagnas, like so many, I w- it took me forever. And I sent one over to her and then my sister cooked it for her. And my mom called me. So I'm waiting for this, uh, review, you know, of my <sighs> food. And it's so hard to please Italian people. They were even mean to, uh, Jamie Oliver, you know, and Jamie Oliver is a good <laughs> right. chef. They, they, he went to Italy to cook for Italians and they, they looked at him and they were just like, this is shit. And they put it on the show that they hated his food and he looked like he was going to cry. Like, it's serious, you know? And I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, if she says something mean to me, I'm just going to lose my fucking mind. And she called and she's like, yeah, I tried your lasagna. And I'm like, part of me is like a hopeful little kid with like big fucking eyes. I'm like waiting with bated breath, like puss in boots. And she's like, yeah, I just ate the noodles. I pushed the sauce off. Oh my God. And I'm like, I'm, I, you know, I'm on my hands and knees cleaning out a cupboard and I'm just like, I think my exact words were, okay. <laughs> and I just kind of hung up on her. Cause I was like, you know what, man? Like, 
You couldn't just fucking lie just once. And I talked to her about the lasagna, I don't know, like fucking twice, three times that day. And she didn't say make the sauce loose. Like, you know, not by loose, I mean like more liquid and less meat, more sauce. She just didn't say anything at all. And I was like, what should I be doing? Like, how do you like it? Oh, however you do it is fine. And then it clearly wasn't fine. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm not saying this to be, you know, I remember making a, it's called a barbecue chicken pizza and it's made on a tortilla. And I remember sending you a picture saying, this is what I'm having for supper tonight. And it looked, and it was fucking delicious. You had a freaking coronary because you're like, show a tell. <sighs> I'm sorry. Pizza. <laughs> that pizza, that quote unquote that? pizza, fucking hate crime. Okay, okay, where did you go? Oh, no. Can you hear anything? I can hear you now. <sighs> did you hear me the whole time? Yeah, I could hear you. I could hear you. anyway. Oh, shit. I was okay. I went, I came outside for a smoke because I'm like, Fuck oh, good. This yeah, you shit. might as well. You might as well. You know what? You deserve it. I don't know what happened if my fat face hit the screen or something. I don't even know. I won't even know. I have to wait to see. What's going to happen because, uh, okay, we were talking about your, your shitty hate crime pizza. Oh, yes. Okay. It was delicious and it was done on a tortilla. So speaking of Italians having, you know, shit to say about, you know, when people make quote unquote Italian food. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You shat on my pizza pretty hard. I'm sorry. That that's not a pizza. You can call that a uh, tortilla or you can call that garbage. <laughs> Uh, in fact, but that's not a pizza. A, pi a I think, pizza. No. I think that's exactly what you called it was garbage. It was delicious. Yeah. Just don't call it a pizza. Okay. There's no like, it's there's round. no like Mexican pizza pride day for a reason. You understand what I'm saying? That's not pizza. Like, like I make pizza. I, I just can't. I can't. You know what I'm just, you know what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. I, you know what I'm doing? I'm You're doing I'm, exactly what yep. your mom's doing. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> the irony is so funny. It, uh, it takes a long time to realize that you're the problem. Like, not you, that I'm the problem. It, it takes oh. a lot of self-reflection to be like, I really hurt Sugar's feeling about oh, her you, shitza. You, you, my shitza. You actually really didn't. I thought it was funny because, you know, obviously, you know, you're, you're protective of your culture's food. And, you know, this was when I, oh my God, it was really funny though. It was really funny. And I okay. think that's just what you have to do. Like when your mom does that is just be like, well, no, it's not funny though. I would, I would be totally hurt. I remember like, okay, my dad, for example, like I was a veg head for like four years. Um, I remember my dad, my parents were over for dinner. My dad was over for dinner and I knew he did not like eggplant but I figured I could make this dish and hide the eggplant and he wouldn't <laughs> notice. So we sat down for dinner and he ate and, you know, um, like I said, Hey dad, guess what was in that? He said eggplant. I said, but I thought you didn't like eggplant. He's like, I don't. <laughs> Aww. He, th this is, this is how I was. You know what? I've, I've been over to a person's house at, like when I was a kid, me and my sister had friends who were the same age as us. So we both went over to their place for dinner. They were serving liver. We ate it. 
And I believe we had seconds. No. And this is like how we were raised. Whatever is put in front of you, you eat it. Yeah, I understand. I'm also I understand. Overweight. I understand. Um, it's it is it is about being polite. It's something you need to learn. I think my kids don't know that very well because we don't go anywhere. It's not like how it was when we were little. We we don't go like we we don't have the same friendships with other people's parents that our parents had with our friends, or you know maybe that was a pre-existing friendship, but we don't really socialize in that way. It's like a right. learned skill to be polite and say, oh, this is delicious, even if you fucking hate it. it. It's like a thing that we have to teach them that we haven't yet. And I had to, like, we went to a restaurant in BC with Sarah's mom and the waitress came around. She had worked really hard because it's really hard to go to a restaurant with Malcolm because he's allergic to the whole wide world and could die. It's a very right. serious thing. And I always tip really, really well because it's annoying and kind of a little bit scary and stressful. Like I remember being in a kitchen with some fucking dumb allergy kid out there. She came around to check how the food was. Stella said, I didn't like my food. And then the waitress was like, oh, really? And I said, well, you know, that's just too bad. Fuck off. And then grandma was, was concerned. And she said, you know, you know, sometimes you just have to think things in your head. Can you hear me? Is it gone again? <sighs> I'll just breathe heavy. Yeah, we'll end this quick. <laughs> Should we just end this like, you know, over text? And like we can reply to each other's. Can can you actually even hear me? Yeah, I can. I can hear you. This is really funny. Oh, weird. I can't hear you. All right. Well, this is really unfortunate because we were having a good conversation about uh, you know food and lying. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Well, this sucks. But I guess goodbye. Have a great day. Until next time.